You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we are talking about the Kuva remix. U.S. men <laughs> missing out on the Olympics yet again. That's three times in a row. We talk about the friendlies out in Europe. And we talk about CR7 flipping out and losing his mind after an international match. This remix stinks. Plus, we also <laughs> talked to Reggie Cannon all the way from Austria. We talked to him before the friendlies, but he talks about his new life in Boa Vista, as he pronounces it. He's so fancy. Plus, we talk <laughs> about what music they may or may not have played during his wedding. That and more today on the Cool Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Come on. <laughs> Reason enough to celebrate, okay? We double vaxxed up on a Let's Tuesday go. evening, okay? Bro, Christian, next time I see you, I'm kissing you with tongue, alright? <laughs> we vaccinated, baby. Or at least I am. You need to step the game up and get your BMI up, my G. <laughs> yeah, bro, I've been slacking. It's really, it's, uh, I, I blame myself, okay? Right? Your girl making you eat healthy, right? You're <laughs> conscious of your weight. Brothers is slowing it down, baby. <laughs> Look at me, I've been uh, eating zaps left and right, baby. I'm good to go. Well, congratulations, Alexis. Uh, uh, okay, nutmeg is happy for you as well. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, 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 hello, everybody. Welcome to The Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived right here on Football Sports Network. All right, it's also the gulliest and also the most half-vaccinated. All right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Though some, some shows might be full vaccinated, but no, no, no. Okay, we like to live on the edge. Right? Also, some might be half but we're the most half you know what i mean <laughs> okay yeah yeah the fractions are hey, look it adds up don't even right? don't question it you too, go too do the maths we'll be all right we'll be here when you get back and you see we right <laughs> uh we have uh, uh an exciting show today because we have an incredible guest all the way uh from the u.s men's national team camp in austria reggie cannon uh will be joining us uh, the man of boa vista out right. in, in, from portugal well as he pronounced it boa vista you know, just <laughs> like, damn, fam, you ain't been there that long. It's like your friend comes back from vacation in India and they're like, namaste. And you're like, nah, fam, <laughs> you from Cleveland. You, you know really what I mean? committed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. What happened on that trip? Dude? <laughs> uh, but no, we will, we will be talking this, just, uh, and just a heads up. This was taped before the friendlies uh, and before the, the Olympic qualifiers. So we didn't get into uh, that stuff, but we did talk about uh, a bunch of other subjects. So but we'll talk uh, about that stuff. <laughs> we'll talk about that right now. Yeah. Because, look, you know what? I'm glad we spoke to him. We spoke to Reggie before uh, any of this happened. Because right, the, we, the tone would have been wild. Different. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm, I didn't want I wouldn't want to disrespect Reggie like that. OK, right. and just bring, bring him all this bad energy. Uh, so we we save it for the for the show right here when we're uh, by ourselves. The United States missing out. On the Olympics again. Uh, the, uh, we're, we're missing out on the 2020 Olympics, and it's 2021. It may, nothing makes sense. <laughs> Since 2008. At some point, we have to realize as a country, our tradition is to not qualify for the Olympics. <laughs> That's okay. our Olympic tradition. 
Uh, so if you have not seen or are unaware, um, the, the U.S. U-23s uh, obviously played in, in the CONCACAF men's Olympic qualifier and lost in the semifinal against Honduras, uh, lost 2-1. to one. Uh, Both goals, uh, especially the second one, was just ap- just painful, self-inflicted, uh, a mistake uh, by the back line, by the goalkeeper. Uh, we'll this get was into the, the Kuva, de- This was the Kuva remix. This was the Trinidad <laughs> and Tobago remix. Literally what happened in Trinidad and Tobago happened in this match. Win and you're in. Own goal. Yeah. One guy scores and yells, let's go. And everyone's like, nah. You know I mean? <laughs> well, it wasn't an own goal, but it might as well have been. I mean, essentially, <laughs> we gave them the chance to score. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when your keeper says, like, let me pass it to this guy not wearing the same jersey <laughs> as my team. Okay. So where where to begin? Uh, the, here's where the- to begin. I got my second vaccination shot on Saturday. I was completely wiped out on, on Sunday. No mm-hmm. energy. No, I couldn't get off the couch. I was drained. I watched that match laying down on the couch, and I was like, did all of them get their vaccinations yesterday, too? Because why? They, they shouldn't have scheduled it at the same, on the same day. Okay? I get that it's important, but you got to think about the match. I mean, why, 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 were, why did no one have energy? I know you were X amount of miles up in the sky. Fam, okay. can we get a couple of monster energy drinks in these folks? <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have played this game on the top of the Space Needle. Right? Uh, <laughs> no, look, there, there there can be a million ex- excuses. Um, the, the Outside of simply uh, playing, uh, you know, outside of the, 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 the bad goals, Ochoa uh, obviously uh, uh, make a bad pass. And, and, and if you if you look at that play, the the easy pass to make was to Justin Glad. Justin Glad says, "No, go out wide." And he says, basically saying, "I don't want the ball." Pointing at, at his teammate, pass it over there. The keeper tries to make like a little move to to pretend like he's gonna pass over there or not, and then he ends up ends up does you know passing there, and dude sticks out his leg. Uh, ball goes right in. It was, it was a, a a a poor. There was poor communication, especially in that first half. From- I mean, but that goal is just a symptom of the issue across the board. Watching that game, it felt like nobody was like, people were waiting two, three seconds too late to make passes. Nobody wanted to step up other than Jackson Yule. No one stood up and said, yo, give me the ball. Let's do this. Yeah. It seemed like people were running the flanks completely open, wide, like calling for the ball. And everyone's taking like three or four extra steps or extra touches with the ball. It was embarrassing. Yeah, there was uh, so there were so many bad touches, misplays, like ball going under people's feet, over their feet, like the ball was skipping. Like I know they, the, the pitch was trash. People it, were saying but the it, pitch it was it seemed like, to only affect the U.S. men's national team and no one else. I that's what I'm saying. <laughs> only when we got the ball, the pitch is like ah, and then it goes back to beautiful. When when Honduras got it, it was yeah. it was embarrassing. And honestly, watching that match, I was like, yo, we don't deserve to win this game. I was even as we were coming up, like. That that Jonathan Lewis moment, I'm like, I don't even understand how the ball, the ball could have literally ricocheted off you at any point and it would have gone in that goal. <laughs> I don't know how it went yeah. the opposite way. There, there were, there were uh, good chances, and but by that time, once, we, once uh, the U.S. was down 2 nothing, and for, credit to Jackson Ewell, right, because that goal was a, a goal more out of like, 
you know, like, like I'm done. I'm tired of this shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't simply like, yo, let me uh, get a, a, a golazo. Let me get a beautiful curl. It, no, it wasn't that. It was like, no. I'm going to hit this with the full force of all my U.S. men's national team ancestors who have missed the Olympics. Right. Like, you know, when you annoy your mom, you're like, ma, 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 <laughs> ma as a kid. And then eventually she's like, what? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's what this goal was. It was like, that's it. <laughs> I had yeah. it. And so, so the 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 misses from from Jonathan Lewis were that's it, what what it mostly felt like was like they were they were already so much in their heads they weren't playing with the confidence that they were going to win that game and and then all these mistakes start piling up because the 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 you could yeah but didn't we finish that the, match with one with one sub left? I don't recall. I think we I think we finished the match with one sub left. I I think if you're gonna blame anybody. The fault is at Jason Christ's foot, and that's Without it. Nobody else's. Nobody yeah. else's. You got to make the changes. You got to change the the formation. You have to do something to let these players know you messing this up for everybody. Well, he played, he, the, the starting lineup was was full of defensive midfielders in the midfield. You were like, you're wondering why the game was slow. It's like, well, these guys are. Th th that's not their game. Passing, moving the ball forward. They're, Get they're someone who can pass. <laughs> <laughs> the game was going at a snail's pace. Now, yeah, we played at a snail's pace. We had a horrible match. The, I think the the lineup decision, the formation decision, everything was wrong. Everything that led to the to the results was wrong. That said, I think Christ is the one to blame. I I just can't think of anyone else. At the end of the day, it's your your job is to inspire them. Your job is to figure out who are the best players to put out on that field. And I know a lot of people are saying like, well, it doesn't matter. These that was our BU twenty three squad because really at this point. Our senior squad is our U23 squad. Sure, that yeah. said, some of those players would have played in the Olympics. It wouldn't have been these players. These players just had to get us there. You know what I mean? <laughs> who do you blame? If you had to blame anybody, who do you blame? I blame, uh, look, Jason Christ is definitely the big the big winner. If, look, we, we're going to have to <laughs> create a pie chart for a blame. Uh, Jason Christ uh, definitely gets like 60%. Um, I'm gonna give maybe another twenty to to U.S. soccer overall, and I'm gonna give another twenty, frankly, to uh, no, I'm gonna give ten to the, the 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 pandemic scenario because I think that is part of it, and then then t another ten percent to the players themselves, right? Well, I really they, like this. I really like this pie chart system you have going <laughs> okay. on here. This I'm just pointing the, fingers. This, this is a delicious pie. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. The but but I think that the scenario right the 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 Olympic qualifiers were supposed to happen uh, around this time last year and when when the players were in in a bit of better form right and then uh, uh, if the pandemic doesn't happen I assume that some European players are are called into this squad into this roster uh, and we have we just have a stronger squad so again it's not an excuse for that because but it's look, definitely something that should be mentioned for sure yeah. Then yeah. Again, Honduras also had the pandemic. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, uh, it okay. happened. No, no, all it, didn't, the world. it didn't affect uh, Honduras. Uh, they literally they, they were in a bubble and they had zero COVID, COVID cases. I Damn, you know. lucky. <laughs> yeah, lucky. It wasn't fair to begin with. <laughs> um, why? Why just a little bit to U.S. soccer? Because a lot of people are blaming them more than Jason Christ. 
Uh, no, I, I, I don't think in this scenario, I think U.S. soccer um, from recovering after missing the World Cup did the job that the that as best they could to create a better player pool. Right. And 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 we, we look, you mentioned it before. Our, our senior team is very young. Uh, we have incredible players. We have, you know, getting on Eunice Musa and Serginho Dest and having all these huge, huge names uh, get, to get on board with the program. You and have to give Greg Berhalter. I have just learned. I just learned how to pronounce it. Sabachu. Oh, okay. the dude, the new striker. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Were yeah. you were gonna say God bless you? You thought I sneezed there? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to give Greg Berhalter and U.S. Soccer some credit for uh, patching things up and getting these players who could could have played for other countries to pick the U.S. So uh, with with this particular uh, uh, team and this uh, this Olympic side, the, the 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 majority of the blame has to go with you know when when you have. A, a, a U8 team or a U14 team. Yeah. How how mad are you going to get at the players themselves for not winning tournaments, right? Very, you, very. That's the <laughs> question. <you know? laughs> I'm throwing stuff. I'm blaming them. I think I think overall, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's 60, 20, 10, and 10. And that does add up to 100. Took me a minute, but I did it. Um, I think Jason Christ deserves most of the blame. I think the, the worst part of all this is, is and I know some people are like, well, this doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that we didn't qualify. Absolutely does. An opportunity for some of your best players, even if not all of them from the senior squad would have gotten a chance to come and play in this competition, to play in Tokyo because of COVID restrictions. I get all that. But the opportunity to get some really competitive matches under your belt in a competition like this, now it's all down to Gold Cup and the World Cup. You know what I mean? If we qualify, yeah. that's all it is now. Now we don't get this additional competition. Also, now we're all just going to watch the women's national team because they they qualified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we always were. I think the 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 these tournaments. Look, nobody nobody expects the U.S. men to win the Olympics necessarily. It would be great if they could go really far in the tournament. But the 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 building of confidence that this does for future tournaments for those World Cup qualifiers. The the the, the building of confidence for our. For the future of this program is tremendous, and missing this tournament, you don't get to play against the Argentinas, you don't get to play uh, uh, against G- Germany, whatever, whatever teams are like. These are big, big tournaments. So, so these the, the Olympics are the I mean the equivalent to the the, the U like. Uh, 17 World Cup or whatever. Like yeah. you, you don't want to miss those either, right? Because it builds the, the the confidence in in those young players. So for people saying like, oh, it's not a big deal because the player pool is so good now, we don't have to, you know, we, we we didn't we didn't miss out on the Olympics for the same reason that we missed out on the Olympics the last two times. But right. it's still no excuse. Having a bunch of great players is not an excuse to be like, oh well. All right, no big deal. Let, we'll we'll get them next time. It's like no, it's, it's gonna be three years. Three years, uh, bro. Also, it goes to show we ain't that deep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know, all we have is our top layer of of, uh, of our senior team, and then after that, there's a serious drop off yet again. And I know last time it was more of our like you know tier A. Yeah, clearly this was our tier B. Um, you know, under 23 squad, but still it goes to show it ain't that deep. We aren't all of a sudden, I know they're, you know, German teams are buying our players. Rome is buying a player. They only stole once from MLS, but we are not developing just a bunch of, you know, high quality, extremely high quality players. We still have to make, make up some of that ground. And then clearly this shows there's a lot of work left to be done.
Yeah, there's a lot of, from from the players themselves uh, to uh, coaching to picking the roster to there was just so many things. Uh, you know, so, so even some people are are talking about that the even the group stage where where they you know they they couldn't score against Dominican Republic in that first half. And I mean, again, Dominican Republic absolute soccer powerhouse. So I understand. I understand well, that of some course other you people may score. not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're disrespecting my country, but right. <laughs> you know this is. Is, they got got they got they they're they're weak they got mm-hmm. exposed uh yep, in sure. that semifinal uh and you hope for the best look we've had a lot of the players that were on in that game on our show you know it's not about uh you know knocking them uh or anything like that but it, it is i know that it's devastating for for them as well and as fans it hurts us too so we, we just got to do better next time that's what we got to look forward all right uh so let's talk about the friendlies the, the you the the senior team the u.s the Men's other u23 squad okay <laughs> we got so many the uh there were two friendlies one against jamaica one against northern ireland uh and look i, I gotta give credit where credit is due u.s men's national team uh a, a senior level looking pretty good uh they, they there seems to be a lot of chemistry uh there this cohesiveness there is a i mean you're seeing what happens when you have a bunch of uh players playing in europe Playing in Champions League, and then they all play together. Uh, so it look they look pretty good in both games. Also, just consider how difficult it is. Like in the past, we would have never looked good, regardless of the competition. We would have never looked good playing in Europe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Playing a men's national team game against European competition has always been difficult for us. I'm not th- I'm not sitting here saying we can't win those or we didn't win those in the past. But just looking at how well we played against North Ireland who can be a difficult team to score against. You know, they're not going to come out. There's not a lot of flair. Although some of the young kids, when they came in towards the end of the match, looked really good. But yeah, for the most part, it's like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to beat them. You know what I mean? You're going to have to, you're going to, they're going to sit there and take a lot of pressure. You're going to have to find a way through it. And they look good. They look yeah, really good. There wasn't a moment in, in both matches in either match where I was like, Oh, we're, you know, we're the worst team here. I was like, yo, we are the better. We're clearly the better team here. And we should probably win this game. Uh, yeah. Even even against Northern Ireland, where it was a little bit tougher than uh, than Jamaica, and and you know uh, there were a lot of uh, you know storylines even behind with Jamaica. The you know a lot of the players hadn't played together, uh, but a lot of the, those players are also came from England and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. it, it is a a, a a U.S. men's national team that we're we're not sort of used to seeing this uh, consistency at this level. There's also um, a swag about them, no. Like there's a, there's something about, I don't want to say it's confidence, but there is a individually, we're all pretty good. So we should be good when we come together like that. That seems to be the general understanding. And I think it was Eunice Musa. Somebody said, this is the, this is the closest team group of guys that I've ever played with. Y'all just met. (laughs) How? You just became American uh, two weeks ago. (laughs) Bro, we thought you were going to go Italy or Ghana. Now all of a sudden. This is the greatest like group of, but I mean that goes to show someone's doing something right. Whoever, whoever seems to be the leader, whether it's Burhalter or someone in the squad themselves, someone seems to be bringing them all together. And it just feels like Serginho Dest feels like he wants to, he wants to win with the U.S. Do you know what I mean? Like there's something yeah, yeah. about the way he's playing where he's like, it's not just about like look how good I am. It's about like 
we should all be winning. You know what I and mean? And that goal, that, that the first goal against Jamaica was. I mean, what a uh, golazo! Absolutely beautiful. Uh, as soon see, as he hit again, that, I was like, Serginho, stop that, bro! What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we like Jamaica. Yeah. You know? To see a defender being able to take shots like that, I mean, you you gotta feel good about it. And then the the, the celebration uh, as well. Serginho, that's the, he was he pointed at his wrist. He was like, uh, I don't know if he was asking. Give me to an bring Apple the, Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was asking to bring in a relief pitcher, but he yeah. basically he pointed at his uh, at his wrist, uh, you know, suggesting there was a watch there. And apparently, and it was a story afterwards that uh, Christian Pulisic and him had a conversation, and and Christian told him, if you score, you got to point at your wrist because you got to tell everybody it's our time. I mean, that could also come back to bite you in the ass a little bit. You know what I mean? I feel like whenever you do something like that, uh, whoever your next opposition is, when they score against you, they might just go like, guess, you know, maybe you need to fix your watch, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, you your watch I mean? broken. Okay, it's a little slow. All right. Damn, you should get an AP. Dude, you should do something because them little them bootleg watches you got ain't working. I There was something about even the North Ireland match. I think the Jamaica match, no disrespect to Jamaica, but they really hadn't played together that much. It it seemed like it was not a, it, an easier task for us to to yeah. play against Jamaica, playing against North Ireland and one of those teams that like they're going to bunk you know what I mean they're going to bunker down they're not going to allow you to really just sort of uh, play around them they had some really they had older guys they had a dude on there that was thirty three I think it was like something like his fifty fifth uh, you know um, international match something crazy like that like they had some people on here who've got skill that could sometimes run circles around younger players who aren't as familiar with sort of the way of the you know, like the the Concacafi type of skills. You know what I mean? Okay. The dark arts, if you will. So I sure. think it was. I think it was good. It was good to walk away from that. With, I mean, I, look, what one of them was a penalty. What was the other goal? I can't remember the other goal. Uh, a deflection. A Gio Reyna. Uh, Gio Reyna scored a deflection. It was a deflection. So I wouldn't necessarily say we, you know, we we flexed on anyone, but walking out with it, even an ugly win, that's a good sign. That's a great sign for the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the immediate future feels uh, pretty promising uh, right, well, right now. We got Sweden. We got Slatan coming up, bro. Uh, that shit. What Switzerland? Oh, not Switzerland. Sweden. Okay, so <laughs> who knows? Maybe Slatan plays for Switzerland next. Uh, <laughs> Christian, let's talk about uh, some other World Cup qualifying happening. Uh, Portugal versus Serbia. Nothing happened. Everyone's okay with it. No one's had to apologize. Let's move on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, Nothing the exact here, folks. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, this was uh, a, a a fascinating game. Uh, you know, it sh- shouts to uh, uh, our, our boy uh, David Vujanic, who who is always said on Twitter. If you ever see him, he's a lot of people complain about the international break, but he's like, this is my favorite time uh, of, of of any footballing season. It's not like they're powerhouses, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because he just enjoys it. You have you have a lot more storylines, and obviously the these matches um, are are quite important, especially uh, in Europe. Qualifying for the World Cup is not easy uh, coming out of there. But the the, I mean, this game and ended uh, two two. Uh, draw because uh, you know a, a brace from Diego Jota uh, and then uh, you know the the really the, the final minutes of the game when uh, Ronaldo uh, I believe it, I think he got past the keeper goes to take a shot uh, and it appears very much to cross uh, the line the referee uh, there was the, a defender and- who slid and cleared it after it went over the line it's very clear you can see it in photos now here's what I want to know. Everybody who's talking wild shit about VAR, where you at now? (laughs) Imagine there was VAR in this. You would have been, you would have gotten the goal, Portugal. And this is what I talk about when it comes to VAR. People hate it. And I know sometimes it's frustrating to see the offside with the, 
you know, the dot, the dots coming down the guy's nose, <laughs> and then you got the other guy's toe, and we're like, well, I mean, technically there was a little piece of the boot or uh, the cleat over, so you're, and you're like, this is too much. Why he's, are we using it here? He's a size twelve. The other <laughs> yeah. guy's eleven. You can't, uh, we got to take away the goal. <laughs> Actually, he's a size twelve, but he's using thirteen. I mean, that's illegal. You know what I mean? That's what's keeping them offside. Like with all these things, like when you you watch all these people freaking out about VAR. Oh, I miss the days. I miss days. This is what it used to be like. This is what you missed right here. The- <laughs> right here. The ball clearly Just- went over the line, but they're like, nah, fam. Yeah. We didn't see it. <laughs> no, but there's cameras all over the place. So I don't care. I'm not allowed yeah. to look at it. Uh, look, and uh, the ref uh, ended up apologizing. He, he, he apologized to the to the to the coach, the national team coach for. for Remember Portugal. that? Remember those days when the the ref would come back and say they messed up? Remember yo, that? It's like, yo, fam, like, yo, completely on me. Yo, yeah. direct any other emails. You just direct them to me, okay? Now you that I had me- time to 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 <laughs> marinate on what you said, you right. My bad. They don't do that no more. Is it like, no. no, what are you talking about? We got NASA technology that sees how far your nose was from their shoe. Not I mean, anymore. In this scenario, you know, for World Cup, quali- World Cup is right there in the in the in the we tournament. We should have three or four bars. <laughs> you might have- need, at the very least, goal line technology or something because it, it seems a little. Uh, you know, irresponsible for how important these games are and what's really at stake to just be like the, the, a goal that clearly did happen mm-hmm. is just is just wiped away from history. And uh, I also want to take a chance to say to any Serbians watching, I'm glad you got the draw. And if I ever go to Serbia, you're my people. You know what I mean? No disrespect to you whatsoever, my guys. <laughs> I mean, uh, yo, I mean, look, it, it is like I said before. Like this is this is what the game. It's it's like VAR has made us. Uh, uh, have this recency bias, and we forget what it was like. We forget the the no era penal with Mexico mm-hmm. and 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 the Netherlands, and we forget these moments of how we felt of like how could how could the universe allow something so just wrong to happen? But that's what the game was sometimes. <laughs> and the whole thing is, is like, all right, there's rules in this game. One of them being if the ball goes over the line, it's a goal inside that netting. And you know what I mean? And it did. And you don't get it. I get that you feel bad about it. But the way Ronaldo acted was a little bit. Yeah. Like when you, sto- when you as a Latino child also probably felt the same way I did. Whenever you were at the supermarket or something and you saw a non-Latino child freaking out about not getting a toy. Did yeah. you think the same thing I thought, which is. What are you doing, dude? They're gonna beat your ass. Stop it's, it. That's how it fell with Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. This ain't good. I think my mom is gonna hit you. You better <laughs> <Bruh>. tell <laughs> Daisy about to pick up I didn't even know she brought a chocolate though. She's wearing sneakers. Why did she put that in the purse? He threw he he took off the captain's armband, threw it on the ground, walked off the pitch before the game uh was uh at once I think once the final whistle blew, he had no interest in interacting with anybody, didn't want to talk to the ref. He's thirty six years old. <laughs> That's not how you act yeah. when you're 36, bro. This is not captain uh, behavior. Uh, so look, I think, I understand. unless you're the captain of that boat in the Suez Canal, because <laughs> you know I mean? then you're is like, it? who cares, dude? <laughs> okay, I, he was whipping in. The, <laughs> I, I was right trying to do the, a donut. The there was a hot chick over there. I was trying to show her. You know, I got the moves on this boat. Okay, doing some Tokyo drift out in the <laughs> Suez Canal. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> that's what. That's the only other captain that should be acting like that, Ronaldo. 
uh, okay. Uh, again, we have Reggie Cannon coming up right after this. And as a reminder, yes, we, we will be talking to Reggie, but we did speak to him before the international friendlies happened. But this so is we- live from Austria, though. He came in from camp, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll be right back with Reggie Cannon right after this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just want to bring in with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and you, you guys being Gully Squad. And you know what? Maybe I keep saying you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not a member of Gully Squad and you're wondering why. Well, I've given you amazing, uh, you know, reasons why I've told you the Slack channel is absolutely amazing. Here's another reason why I think Gully Squad is absolutely incredible and why you should join is because whenever we have guests and we've had everything from World Cup winners to MLS, Premier League, NWSL, Legends of the Game, we've had incredible, incredible players on our show, incredible guests from comedians like Roy Wood Jr of the daily show incredible guest the only people who get to ask them questions besides christian and i are gully squad gully squad finds out early who our guests are and they get the chance to put those questions in the slack those are the only other questions we ever ask if you want to be one of those folks if you want to join the amazing slack channel if you want to get to become a part of this community if you want to start you know uh cooperating with some of the gulliest kit the kit that they're making for themselves if you want to drop some knowledge in the coffee or the beer and wine liquor section or the food porn section all that you got to join gully squad most importantly if you also want to ask questions of our guests you either got to become a cooligan which is impossible right unless you, you're funnier than christian then try out let me know or you got to join gully squad and join that slack community so if you want to do that just go to shouts to us.com again that's shouts to us.com or you can simply go to soccer cooligans.com slash gully squad in fact if you go to soccer cooligans.com it's our website we worked really hard on it we think it's really nice and all over the place you'll find buttons to join gully squad so do it today Hi, right, baby. We're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC and Christian. What an honor. This is our first guest from camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, just calling and just checking in on us. Bro, he actually was like, yo, you guys good? I'm like, hold on. Let's start the cameras. Uh, you got a is, lot going on. This is amazing. Uh, this is the this is the most exciting. Uh, the most exciting I've ever been to say camp since I was a teenager. And I'm like, yo, we can't afford going to camp. No, this dude absolutely amazing. Uh, now plays in, Porto, in Portugal. You know what I mean? I feel like we got to have some fun. Stage the Nathas for my man, the one and only. You know him, you love him. Put your hands together for Reggie Cannon, everybody. <laughs> Reggie, what's good? Nothing much. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, absolutely honored. Obviously, the last time we spoke to you, you were, uh, you know, a, a defender uh, at FC Dallas. Yeah. Now you are at Boa Vista. You are, are playing, uh, obviously, for the U.S. men's national team. You are currently in camp. They are as as of, as of the time we are speaking. Uh, the the none of the friendlies have happened yet, but obviously J- uh, Jamaica and Northern Ireland are coming up. Uh, Now that you are pretty much based in Europe and and, and called upon when the U.S. men's national team are playing uh, matches, how is that feeling now? What's the confidence for Reggie Cannon feeling like? Yeah, the the transition to Europe was uh, one that was much needed. Um, The level over here is so much higher, and it's giving me so much more confidence when uh, Greg calls on me. Um, Because we have obviously a hectic schedule coming up with World Cup qualifiers, um, with the Olympics, Nations League. There's so much coming up that, you know, we got to have a really strong and deep group. I think that's going to be something that's really going to work for this group going forward. So um, I'm terribly excited for, for what's to come this camp. Now, you playing in Portugal obviously changes a few things, right? Like, um, especially now, the focus is getting back on the men's national team, right? Focusing and staying in the men's national team, which you're obviously doing an incredible job. But, yo, you seem more confident, right? Like, there's something about you. Like, have you learned to say, yo, y'all ain't shit in Portuguese? Like, have you (laughs) 
in a sense, in a sense, yeah. Um, even though the team's not doing well, um, you know, individually, I'm playing very well, um, and I'm I'm really learning the ins and outs of. Uh, Portuguese football and European football as a whole. You know, Portugal is obviously a very tactical country um, when it comes down to it. So I'm learning a bunch from the new coach um, and obviously from the players I'm surrounded by. I'm improving every single day. So my confidence is uh, it's it's up there. But, you know, I'm obviously looking to uh, to improve every step of the way. I'm trying to be humble and I'm trying to learn from the guys who are above me and the guys who are beside me. And I'm curious about, yeah, you know, you mentioned Boa Vista there, obviously are in a relegation battle, mm-hmm. right? So coming from Major League Soccer uh, to this scenario, what what is the difference in how it genuinely feels of like, it is obviously every point matters. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how does that affect your, your day-to-day and preparation for the game and then game days themselves? It's it's nine day, you know, every point, like you said, it, it, it shapes the week. If you lose the whole week, it, uh, frustrated faces, guys kicking each other, um, no music in the locker room. It's that type of environment. Um, it's life or death. Um, and I think that's you know, been the biggest factor going into the uh, this European championship. I think it's it's nine day and it, it makes the biggest difference in the world on the weekend. You have those 90 minutes to to grasp those three points home or away. So um, I think the young guys, especially on Bovis, are starting to learn that. But, um, you know, because obviously we have such a young squad, but, you know, the squad is very talented. And I think once things start coming together, this team's going to be really dangerous. Now, you're obviously playing uh, with, uh, at the men's national team camp right now. I'm sorry, not playing. You guys are training at the men's national team camp right now. Um, Greg Berhalter's system, right? We've talked about it in the past. Where do you where do you see yourself um, in, you know, in comparison to some of the other starters, some of the other folks that are coming in? You've been with the men's national team for a while, so you kind of have this – you're a blend of both a little bit of a veteran at this point because you understand what's going on, but, yo, you mad young still. You're like, don't <laughs> call me a veteran. A man's got no grades. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, how does it – where where do you sort of you see yourself right now? Do you see yourself still fighting for a position, or do you see yourself as someone who can come in and kind of show everyone else the ropes? Yeah, you know, I think obviously with the, the new names getting called into every camp, um, people making the transition from MLS to Europe, uh, young guys transitioning from academies uh, into the first teams in Europe, I think – I have a little bit of a different role than uh, a year or two ago. Um, you know, guys uh, look at me a little differently. Um, obviously, I, I feel old, like I always say. I feel like a veteran, but I'm only 22, <laughs> you know, because I'm surrounded by guys that are, you know, playing at some of the biggest clubs in the world at a younger age. You know, I think that's something to uh, to look forward to with this group. Um, but, you know, obviously I want to lead these guys in the right direction because, you know, as, as talented as every team is, you're only as strong as each other. Um, and the links are going to have to be strong going into World Cup qualifying because it's going to be tiring. Guys are going to be, you know, exhausted, um, traveling, playing, traveling, playing. And I think, you know, knowing me as relentless and um, as as much of a fighter as I am, you know, I think uh, I bring a lot to this group, uh, more so than just football. So I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of factors and components going into the future. Okay, and you know, speaking of uh, leading the group or showing showing a, a couple of people the ropes, thank you for getting Yunus Musa to agree to join the, the United States. I mean, look, that was a big deal. A lot of people were uh, you really. I mean, if you saw any of uh, mm-hmm. and this must have been a a concerted effort from everybody yeah. on the team because anytime <laughs> Musa posted anything on Instagram, it was American flags. It was, it was like, like Yo, young join king, the team. come to America, <laughs> young American king. <laughs> what was uh, what's the camaraderie like? But and also get, getting him to make that decision. It seems like the the last couple years they 
the the tide is turning as far as like uh, dual nationals or quadruple nationals like Yunus Musa uh, are. It feels like the you know maybe we can talk about the U.S. soccer program, but it seems like the players themselves like players want to play with this particular team. Yeah, and I think um, you know it all it all really started when Serginho was making the decision between the, the two countries. He didn't know, you know, and we really just tried to befriend him. You know, obviously guys are nervous at their first camps, and you know that's a huge decision to make. Um, but you know, especially with Serge and Eunice, we uh, we really kind of rallied around them. We we were positive around them. We showed them what it's like to be a team. Uh, we were, we befriended them pretty quickly. We made them comfortable, and we showed what we're all about um, changing the way the world views American soccer. Um, and I think that's something both wanted to be a part of. Obviously, with so much talent that they both carry, so I think it's uh, it's something to be excited for in the future. But Eunice, I think, was a, a much harder one to to reel in, you know, because I remember <laughs> I think it was about. He, Greg called me like a week before um, they announced uh, they announced it that he committed, and he told me, you know, we got some exciting news. And I was like, really? And he told me that, you know, we got Eunice to commit. And I was like jumping up and down because you know it's <laughs> such a big deal. You know, we don't want to waste that much talent. And Eunice is such a, a great kid, man. You know, it's really looking up for the future of U.S. football. Well, of all the new players, especially someone with Eunice and and some of the other players that are coming in now. Who is it that when you're defending against them in training and they're running towards you with the ball, you're like, not this dude again. Come on. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I would definitely say uh, going over two camps now, Eunice is definitely one of those guys because when he runs at you, he's running at full speed. He keeps the ball really close to his foot. Um, you know, he's a very dangerous player and that's something that, you know, can't be taken for granted. I'm lucky he's <laughs> he chose us because he's a, he's a very talented guy. Very talented. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I, so uh, this was, uh, we had mentioned this before, but um, uh, Joao Cancelo of Manchester City mentioned, uh, they said, who was uh, the toughest, uh, uh, you know, player to defend against? And he said Christian Pulisic. And just to hear that from, uh, mm. about a, you know, a, a player on Manchester City saying that about an American player overall yeah. must bring the confidence uh, mm-hmm. up of, of, of the, the entire program. Exactly. And a player like Joao Cancelo, who's arguably, you know, uh, the best fullback in the world right now, or top two, top three, to say that, uh, defending against Christian Pusik, which I can <laughs> attest to <laughs> you know, multiple <laughs> times, um, it's, uh, it's something to behold because this group has taken so many steps in the past uh, 12 months. So I- I'm really excited for the future. Speaking of Christian Pulisic, what do you make of him kind of having a little bit of a struggle getting back on the field regularly with Thomas Tuchel? I know he's had him in the past, but as someone who, you know, faces sort of the same thing, you know, moving to a new team and maybe not having all that immediate confidence uh, with a new manager and new coaches, what what would you say to, to Christian Pulisic or what, what sort of what do you make of it? You know, I, I can't really, I can't really speak on the whole matter, obviously, because it's two different levels of football. You know, obviously, I'm at Boavista, he's at Chelsea, but you know, um, I, I experienced it with the change of manager. It's not easy in the slightest. Um, new new rules, new new formations, new types of angles you have to show for um, new tendencies. It, it's it's hard. You know, I you know I haven't started every game for Boavista. I started most of them, but you know, sometimes you know, the coach doesn't see you as the best fit because he views you in a different light than. Uh, another coach so I think obviously with as talented of a kid as Christian is you know he's doing a superb job especially at a a club as grand as Chelsea Um, I think 
you know, he, he, he's always, a, he's always a positive mind. He's always a positive spirit at camp. And I think he's doing so much uh, within the world of football, showing the world what Americans can do along with obviously Weston and Dest and everyone. Um, you know, I think he's doing a super job and obviously, you know, um, you know, when he gets fully back on the field, fully back in that 11, I know he's going to be the most dangerous player on the pitch as he always is. So um, course, I'm really yeah. looking forward to the future. Uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, ask about, obviously, you went uh, b- before the transfer to Boa Vista. Obviously, there was a very uh, big story, especially with you. You've been very vocal about it. You sp- you've spoken about it on uh, a-, a couple podcasts and-, and things like that. But the the, the scenario where obviously when fans were uh, let back in to uh, MLS matches and during uh, you know the the beginning of the match when people were kneeling uh, and dealing with the booing and and dealing all the jeers and things like that. Uh, it was a, obviously a, a, a frustrating thing for us to witness. Yeah. Uh, you were very vocal about it, uh, and I'm glad that you were. But and, and but just looking back on 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 it now, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, I know things are we're still dealing with it. The fight never really ends. Uh, but how are you feeling? Uh, you know, when you can reflect a little bit uh, after some time. Um, you know, I'm honestly, um, it happened. You know, I, I have no um, spites or grudges or bitterness to Dallas they've helped me so much in my career um you know they've you know given me an opportunity and obviously I took the took the most of it um obviously when it comes to that stuff I'll always speak up whether right or wrong um you know because I think it's important to spark conversation um because that will lead to a chance to educate people especially on what's going on and um people of color's lives especially everything going on now I think it's important to um, to demonstrate that because it, again, it sparks conversation, which gives a chance for education. So, um, you know, obviously the situation was complicated, but, you know, um, obviously with, with Dallas, I have no grudges. Um, you know, I'm fortunate to everyone there, the coaches, the staff, the owners, um, you know, I, I moved on, I'm making the most of my opportunity now. And, uh, you know, come summertime, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see what happens because I've been committed to Bovista and, uh, I love this club so much, man. Um, and I've been fighting week in, week out for it. And, you know, I just obviously want to keep my keep my uh, club in the first division at this point. So um, I'm going to keep improving, keep going. And, you know, obviously with no grudges or bitterness toward Dallas because they've done a lot for me. So, so uh, look, I know we only got you for like 30 seconds left, but I do want to ask uh, when Sergio Desk, a player that you guys know, Serge, as you guys call him, now we're all on nickname basis. When he scores a brace for Barcelona <laughs> – what is that group chat like? Are y'all bigging him up? Or are you messing with him like you should have got three? <laughs> no, we're we're actually roasting him at camp right now for that underwear shoot he did. <laughs> that was something else, man. But no, he's he's, he's making waves, bro, in in world football, and that's exactly what what we want to see from our guys. Because um, you know that that ultimately sparks uh, competition within the group, and then that sparks you know even further further adaptation. So I think. Um, this group is developing so nice, um, and it's just going to be a matter of finding results and um, finding new ways to advance forward. So, obviously, scoring a goal for or two goals for Barca on the weekend, and then having Messi run over to celebrate with you—I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. You know? <laughs> so, obviously, we're very happy for him, and obviously, we're going to keep supporting him. 
Great. All right. Reggie Thank you so Cannon. much. Thank Reggie. you so much for joining us, man. Uh, best of luck at camp. Best of luck, uh, uh, you know, at Boa Vista. Uh, guys, Please. I hope you guys uh, stay up. And, you know, since the last time we spoke to you, uh, you, you did get married as well. So congratulations uh, as well. Look, a uh, little man's growing up. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> just great to see. Oh, man. Was Eminem played at the wedding? Quick, yes or no? It was not played at the wedding. I was very mad. I was very mad at my wife. But... <laughs> All right. Thank you the so ma- much. The matrimony man. is off to a rough start. Right? It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Reggie Cannon, uh, again, best of luck at camp. Best of luck at the at the friendlies. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for joining us, man, on the show, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, another one in the books. Thank We're you so much. We're almost too good at this, by the yeah. way. I just gotta <laughs> yeah, say, that, yeah, that's, you know what, Lex? You read my mind. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you to Reggie Cannon uh, for joining us. Yes, our first player calling in from camp, uh, from U.S. Soccer Camp, all the way uh, uh, in Austria. Okay, look, Bruh. we we have Bring the technology. Bring us back chocolates. Here. We have doing? the technology here at Fubo to make calls <laughs> to people in Austria. So wow, <laughs> with only ones. So <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> ain't doing that nah <laughs> fam they don't even know where austria is on a map i mean neither do we but still we got the call in so uh so thank you again to reggie cannon make sure you follow him on all socials reggie at reggie cannon 15 instagram uh uh twitter uh he's uh he's great on there uh as well make sure you follow us at soccer cooling it on all social channels uh follow us on twitch as well we do a lot of fun stuff there uh, as well twitch.tv slash soccer cooligans follow at fubo sports and subscribe to the fubo sports youtube channel for full episodes of the program uh all right let us end the show the way we normally do uh so uh my name is christian polanco and i'm alexis guerreros and together what are we the cool again